0: Welcome to the Route 77 podcast. Today we delve into a topic that resonates with many of us, identity. As society continues to evolve, so do the myriad of ways we label and understand ourselves. Join us as we navigate the intricacies of identity markers, from the ones we wear with pride to the ones that sometimes lead to conflict. From personal anecdotes to profound reflections on the essence of offers a candid exploration, of who we are and how we fit into the grander scheme of things. So whether you question your own identity, felt pressured by societal labels, or simply seek a deeper understanding of the topic, this is the discussion for you. Welcome to the Root 77 Podcast. I am your host Natasha. I am here with Monique. Hello. Hello. And David. Hello. And we finally get to talk about identity. It's been a few weeks of saying we were going to, and it just it just took me a little while to get here because we had some other things, good topics to come up. And identity is such a, a hot topic in culture right now. Just it's become a thing of being able to label yourself, like how many like intersectionality, like how many things can you label yourself? And I guess if I think about it, okay, for me, if you're going by the worldly standard, I guess I would be like female, she, her, heterosexual, single, white, Caucasian, Canadian, Scottish background, athlete, more just not girly, girly convoy, Christian, conservative. I'm sure there's many more things I could label in there, but that's just like if somebody, if if you're trying to come up with identity labels... And I looked at, I'm not saying I, I go around saying that to people, but if I had to look at myself and actually apply these things to me, how would I? So that was me, be, be me. Are you allowed to call yourself a woman? I guess so. That's I the, do. Scrimazole. That's it. The science backs it up. Yes. Yeah, what, what would your identity <laughs> Markers be. Female. I am claiming that. Thank you very much. I am definitely female. 100% all there. Heterosexual. 100% all there. Dutch, because I was born in Holland. Mother, because I do have a child. Daughter, because I have parents. Sister, because I have brothers. Cousin, because I have family members. Niece, because I have aunts and uncles. Granddaughter, although I'm probably not a granddaughter any longer because my grandparents have now passed away. But I used to be a granddaughter. And my favorite one, and I know you missed this one for sure, Child of the living God David, how about you? If you had to, if people asked you like to list it or if they gave you options, what would you check? What boxes would you check or think about checking for who you are?
1: I don't know any of the terms.
0: Even if they had a questionnaire I and mean, what's your gender, what's your quality, what's your political stance, what's your religion, like those type of things.
1: I would just say that I'm a male lawyer. I'm a follower of Christ. And they're like girls. That's what I would say. Nothing really else matters to me enough to remember or check the check off.
0: There's lots of things that people identify as. And what really is identity? Is that sort of <clears throat> determining who you are who you are? Who you are.
1: Anybody okay, else here, here is
0: according to being, because that's what's popped up. Identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is so it's really if you look at it at that way it's very personal it's very specific it's very right it is defining of who you are and that's how people treat it every single thing that we've listed people treat it as a defining immutable part of who they are especially when it comes to gender sexuality religion politics those things you guess you could see or are mutable? You can change those. Society believes like you can change. There's some things you can change about yourself. Some things you cannot change. That's the, the thing that we're given is that you can change some things, such as your political party or your or such or your religion. But perhaps you could not change other things, like your true gender or your true sexuality. That you know I mean?
1: how would you categorize though? The because you have to look at there's two different forms of identity. You got the identity from the Bible, like what the Bible represents as as your identity, and then what society represents as your identity. What you're talking about is probably more leaning towards what society represents as identity.
0: And I think that's what we need to to discuss because even within the church, I think we get hung up on on these things. Are you married? Are you single? Do you have kids? There's another thing, but that, there's like, but okay. there's a whole like. It's the sexuality side of things, which is not necessarily a bad thing to get into, but it can be some things like people get hung up on, Mm -hmm. even if it's it's more of a a liberal leaning version where they actually go pro something, like specifically going that way, like by announcing it, by claiming it and stuff. There's been a lot of times that nationality, religion, or like ethnicity have been used Within by people claiming to be Christian as, as a means to treat people certain ways, especially during this time of slavery in the US and Canada, like North American slave trade, they were able to use like the fact that they were not Caucasian, that they're saying like this identity means this. And they claim the Christian title, the people that they claim that as their religion, although I don't believe that Christian at all. No. But a lot of times that there's people will claim these things, claim these identity markers. We've seen religious wars all over the world, one religion over another. It's because those became, or even ethnicity or like nationality. Uh Like we see so much in the Middle East and stuff, how, you know, how you're born, who you're even in Africa and stuff like that. And even, even we see it, saw it in the Civil War and the States and, Things like that. Or, yeah, the Civil War, where it was very much like the North versus the South. So you're very much identified by where you've come from. Yeah, If you go into certain places in Europe, and they will tell you, be sure you tell them that you are Canadian because they don't like Americans. Yeah. So there is that. But if you actually go to the United Kingdom, which is quite a number of countries, but you're like... Hey, are you British? And the person's no, I'm Scottish. But, and or, are you Scottish? Or what are you, what are you talking about? I'm from Northern Ireland, or I'm from Wales. Or it's like you have offended them. Like I have definitely come to the point where if I hear an accent that I think is something from the UK, I'll even if I'm pretty sure I pegged it, I will ask where that accent comes from. I'll say like, where does that accent come from? And my 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 mom got asked if she was from South Africa because they have the Dutch African... The, although the accent can be similar. I think sometimes God. it gets canadian because Steven, my ex, he was from England and he would often get asked if he was from Australia. Hmm. And I think it was like the London accent crossed over with the Canadian and just those two mixed together, it created more. So I think it's like your mom coming from, yep. like the dad's background, but then having canadian it, maybe sounds a little more African probably but she was so offended and I'm just like really (laughs) even in Holland you're not really authentic yeah the rest of Holland are going whatever there's times when okay I come from eastern Ontario okay and people in the western Canada tend to roll their eyes because they always talk about Ontario oh you think you're the center of the universe and let me tell you where we call ourselves the island of Eastern Ontario because people tend to forget that we even exist. <laughs> if, if you ask anybody, even in Ontario, like what the border of Ontario is on the east side, they go Kingston to Ottawa. And that's like cutting off, like in a ginormous section of Ontario that I live in. Like they forget, <laughs> they literally forget it exists. And so I definitely don't think too highly of talking it outside if I'm not from Toronto. I'm not <laughs> from Ottawa. I'm from the other side of Ottawa. I like the way said Toronto. It's <laughs> such an Eastern. <laughs> it's just, yeah. so it's all it, But yeah, like my aunt, she just I said, listen to this. So I hope so she doesn't want me saying this. But she was a nurse. And when she went from Toronto being a nurse to, to Alberta being a nurse, and she would say, we used to do this in Toronto. And she wasn't meaning it like Toronto, like we're the best. It was just where I used to work, we did this. And so they'd be like, this isn't Toronto. It was like and it was just like so you had to like change your wording to like well, where I used to work, this is how we did this. Not that she meant that it was better. It was just a different this might be a little better way of doing something that just might apply. You want to take, take into consideration. Yeah. And, and so we, it's funny how like we get so And it doesn't even have to be in that thing. You take anybody who's in the who who watches or follows sports, like I grew up in Calgary. Edmonton was our rival. You know, you had that kind of, you had that kind of, I'm Calgarian. I'm um, with the flames, you Oilers. People always tell me they're like, so you're from from Ontario. So is it the Maple Leafs or the Canadians? And I go, Senators. May They forget they even exist. It's hilarious <laughs> because they're just like, oh, I suppose. Well, I have no feelings about Senators. So it's just. But we get so, I am not kidding you. This is not a stereotype because being married to a British person for 10 years, the amount of British people we met and like practically the second after what your name was is like, what is your team? I'm not kidding you. It is not a stereotype when the British people do really ask what their football soccer team is. Yeah. It was a thing. It's a thing. It's like a second question you get. Yeah. Because I don't know. So. Yeah. We wrap our identity up in such external factors. And even to the point where you can actually get into like like I can read an argument. Oh, totally. Yeah. And we're going even to work a sports team and all we're doing is like we're not even we're not playing for the team. We're not coaching the team. Yes, you can slam me for it because I don't care. But there are others. If you listen to a lot of the African American Even there, I don't understand all this stuff that people are saying, the group Black Lives Matter. Did you know that none of the people that they were all going for have gotten any compensation for any of the movements that this brought? It has brought millions of dollars in and it hasn't been really going to... No, it has only been going to the people who are making the noise. It has not been going to the people who were part of the reason for them starting this anyways so that's a travesty it's just so a lot of these things are money grabs by people who are trying to perpetuate chaos in our society any comments on this david
1: i don't know too much about this scenario but the idea that we have to have for example black lives matter just defeats the whole purpose of of what we actually what was the point of that yeah it's so what what are we doing at that point we're like somehow elevating the fact that we treated them in that way by providing them with a... Mo- like, how was that equality?
0: We had, remember when we were at Apologetics Canada and there was that one woman who spoke, her, whose name was coincidentally Monique. And I did get my picture taken with her. And yes, she is a Black woman and she is a beautiful... She's just, she's beautiful. Really, she is. And she spoke about this whole thing because of her, she herself went into this whole thing. She bought right into that whole movement, Black Lives Matter, and got totally involved. And she found herself getting so angry about the whole situation. And She didn't understand what that was all about until she had the epiphany about what she was doing and how it didn't really matter. It was that people were not treating her as everybody was saying she was being treated. She was being treated with respect. She was being treated as a person. She wasn't getting preferential or non-preferential treatment. She was getting equal treatment like everybody else. And she was like, why am I in this when I'm not getting what these people are saying is happening? This is not happening to me. I lived in those areas. I was in that. That happened in front of my doorstep pretty much. And she said, but none of that, she says it didn't happen to me. I was my I was just living my life normally like any other person. Yet she found herself becoming angry because of what people were saying because people were telling her that's how she should feel. And but and then yeah, and this is not to say that there is not this racial discrimination. Yes, and but, we see it all the time for various races. It's really ridiculous because yeah, we'll talk about what all these things will be mean in in the eternal meaning but i know there's a family that we know who are caucasian but they've adopted two children who are african american and they go to a christian school and yet they still get teased a lot about being african american it makes no sense to me silly and so- i just think of them as kids yeah i don't but they still get teased about the color of their skin and you're just like that makes no sense like and this is just at at an elementary school level like this does perpetuate and there are people who perpetuate this but just but what we're seeing is that because some people experience it does not mean that every single person experiences it or experiences the same degree of yeah like I can give you an example of like age discrimination Mm -hmm. my brother when he was dating his now wife he was 20 and he was he, like scruffy 20 year old he's working in these college for mechanics and but he's going across the border to the states every other weekend to visit his girlfriend and he got pulled by this the border patrol people regularly they took his car into the giant scanners several times they were they, they knew he they, they just knew quote-unquote he was drug running <laughs> shape Yes. Mr. Military Boy. Yes. look at that to me too. Look at me. You look dangerous. I know. Because yes. it was funny because he would go into the border and his old clunker of a car, because he he's in college, right? And when they asked him to... I think to it up, the clunker car. Yeah. Because that's what I was it, driving. Like, he, and then he, they asked him to open the trunk. So they g- he gave him a screwdriver. So <laughs> he followed my <laughs> detail for the trunk. But we anyway, joke how, like when we finally, he got married and all these people are going down for the wedding it'd be like, the final score is here. And all the drugs are coming over they, they did that to me. I was, it was not that long ago. It was only a few years ago. I was going to visit a friend of mine in Seattle. <clears throat> we had met online. We had gone to the Shiny concert here in Vancouver. She actually won me a ticket. Um, we met over a TV show and became really good friends. And I've been to her house a couple of times and we still converse. She's now Move closer, but further away, because now it takes a ferry to get to her house. Sure, you move closer, but now it's going to take me a lot longer. Sorry, I can't go visit the wife. I'm sure that will change. But I was driving this old car. It was, I can't remember what make, but it was a Spirit. So I don't know the model, but the make was a Spirit. So I used to say, yeah, I'm driving in the Spirit every day. the old Pentecostal guy. she's driving in the Spirit. And it was a boat. And it was a clunker. And it was like 200 bucks. But that, that was what I could afford. And so I get to the border crossing and the guy says to me, so where are you going? I says, "About Seattle to visit a friend, going for coffee. You're driving to Seattle to go for coffee. I'm going to Seattle to go have coffee. When are you coming back? Oh, later on tonight. So you're going to drive all the- just to go for coffee and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> Day trip. I like to drive, is that a problem? All right, we want you to pull over there <laughs> and then they tore my car apart, And I had all this uh, beach equipment, like chairs and umbrellas. And they had to pull everything out and they pull in And I'm going, have fun with that boy. <laughs> Here's my king. So i all just go in there. And I'm talking and I'm telling them how we met the girl and stuff like that. And they're laughing at me. And I'm going, just, I'm just a crazy girl. <laughs> but I'm totally normal. Man, I'm a born again Christian. You're not going to find drugs on me. I'm oh, sorry. So, after they pull it all apart, there's a case. Go on, everyone. <laughs> and they have to like look at anything that might But It was just funny with Run because every other weekend he'd go down and he'd pretty much be like, he'd be like in a room where they would do like the transport. <laughs> so, he'd be like in this cement room and they'd be like putting his little tiny car through the giant transport scanner. It's a bogs out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty that's right. But yeah, again, this is not to downplay. There is racism. There is discrimination. Discrimination of people. There are these things, and they are serious. So, we're definitely not downplaying that. That definitely happens. It should not happen. Uh, discrimination of any kind should not happen because we're all made in the image of God. You can disagree with a person with a person's lifestyle without discriminating. There's a there, there's against a them that, as a person. Yeah, and to be fair, is that they should not be also for saying, and other people the saying. Yeah, it's, it goes two ways. It does. But right now, it's the squeaky wheel right now. The discrimination also goes, I have a special needs daughter. And many people who have children who are special needs find that discrimination with that too. People stare, people look. It's, hold oh. on, teach your children that special needs children are no different and just want to be friends with people. People, once they get to know Amber, they allow her. She is such a happy person. The worst kind of discrimination is when you get people who go, why are you not like allowing her to die because she has no quality of life? Oh, I just want to rip people apart when when they say stuff like that that with the maid and everything. It's like she has no quality of life. And you're like, how does a random person, I see this on, again, on Facebook and Instagram, all these places, it's just people saying stuff. But like, how do people, they see a picture or a little video and they can make a life judgment. Yep. Like, oh, I know. Based and, on
1: And it on it just
0: an identity, which she currently has, which is disabled, yep. that she has no control over. And yep. yet you're going to be the one that Determine. determines life or death for her. That That is not your call. You have no right to say that because my daughter's life is determined by God. God has determined the number of her days. If that were not the case, he would not have saved her to begin with. But he's preserved her life time and time and time again. And even doctors were amazed as we don't know how she survived because that's not possible. But that's because God. So you cannot tell me that she does not have value or worth because god has given her that so i will fight you to the i will fight tooth and tooth. you come on she's yeah. mama bearing here she's just mama know. bears come out this is <laughs> her, her new <laughs> identity this right is now her, this is my new identity i, mama bear. I kill you twice Kill you I and mean, i kill you again david That's have you <laughs> david have you felt any i guess because when you got later in life diagnosed as autistic and stuff did that identity and again you don't have to live into identity an identity like that but you it is part of who you are in the current life how does that part of your identity affect
1: you i'm not exactly sure how to answer that because it doesn't really affect me in any capacity capacity really yeah i'm not exactly sure how to answer that because there hasn't been a, an altering impact but on... when you
0: found out did that help you understand things better
1: i think it helped my parents understand things better But I have nothing to compare that to say, oh, I understand this or that better Mm. because I have no other experience otherwise. Just because someone says your new name is this doesn't mean everything changes. You're still the person you were five minutes ago. (laughs)
0: That's very strange. True words were never spoken.
1: I don't think, and I think this is actually a really good point, that identity is something that people will use to express to, it's primarily to represent to other people. Because you can change your identity every 10 minutes, but you're still going to be the same person. You don't change at all. At least that's from my experience. Because when I got diagnosed, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't change me in any regard or way. I'm still the same person. I was five, 10 minutes ago, all right? But I think for other people, because I know for my parents, they were like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. Why he acted or why he um, doesn't understand this or cannot wrap his head around this or why he lives like this or why he does things like this. It made more sense for others than it did for me.
0: And I will say to have that, identifier on some kids at, at tech window helps you to understand Help. them in a different way like how yeah how they work so that if you might push one kid one way that does not have this issue it makes it's better for them but if you push an autistic person a certain way it won't work for them and it will be detrimental so to have that it definitely helps as, as the outsider yeah. outside person not the person with the identity Again, I'm not using, I'm trying not to use, uh, identity sounds so permanent. Yeah. Or negative. I just want it to be like, this is, in this fallen world, part of our identities will sometimes include negatives. Yeah. Like disabled, disability, or like anything like I have, I'm a nerve pain suffer, chronic, chronic pain, chronic. That's a negative, but it doesn't mean I'm defined by it where I'm spending my whole life. Defined by it, but it's just a part of who I am. Right. And it can help people understand outside of you understand by th- I think that's one reason we have these identifiers is that it can really help the people outside of you understand grasp very quickly. If you say something like, I'm yeah, I'm autistic or I'm Scottish or I'm like, anything that you're yes. saying I'm, I'm I'm Dutch. Oh so that's why you're so cheap. Or I'm gay. <laughs> or anything you say you're gay or something, then like, people go, Oh, okay. And then they have certain expectations are filled in without you having to explain every single thing about it. You don't have to go. Yeah. You don't have to really explain every single thing about your your whole life. If you can, here's a, here's an identifier and then then, people, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like if a guy has this girl that's trying to hit on him and he says, I'm actually same-sex attracted. Oh, let's change it to I'll just be your best friend. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it there's a whole bunch of conversations that don't need to happen. That don't need to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, like with Taekwondo, if I know certain things, like when one child has anxiety, high anxiety, or one person is autistic, or a, a, like it does. We help. do have one who's Down syndrome. Yeah. So yeah. we know how to help him. Yeah. So that he. So it helps, like how you deal with them mm-hmm. and what ex- what to expect of them and what to like things that you may not like let go with other people you would let go because there's not there's not always that as understanding or she's only five years old her attention span is out of her fridge two seconds so yeah eight of does <laughs> come in there too don't expect a five-year-old to act like a 15 year old no 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 please don't do that because the five-year-old does not have the mental capacity to be able to think or reason like an adult yeah. but in today's society that's what they're trying to We're do giving on this yeah 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 well, take a example like my niece she's five years old when we first met her she wanted to be ariel the mermaid when we left she wanted to learn t- when i was video chatting with mom today she was she came on the camera and she was wearing a princess crown you know it's changed from day to day there day today's day. things yeah. but she's holding tight to that princess thing I think they mostly do at that age. Yeah. Not all of them, but most of them do. Yeah. And that's okay. But I think what's happened, though, is that because victimhood has become so big, so esteemed, like the more that almost like the more of these minority boxes or victimhood boxes that discriminated boxes that you can check, like the more, I don't know, higher you are and, uh, and the, they elevate the victim. And the only problem with being a victim is that if you hold on to that title of victim, you will remain a you're like you're embracing that identity, and that is a very sad. idea. And I was gonna share. I don't know if people a lot of people know that like the LGBTQ flag, which is essentially the rainbow flag, but there's a new uh, flag that people may have seen in the last couple of years, and it's called the Pro- Progress Pride flag, and um it it's crazy. It it includes your six rainbow colors, which stand for red means life, orange means healing, yellow means new ideas, green is prosperity, blue, serenity, and violet is spirit. But then it also includes like these, I don't know, chevrons of color. There's a black one and a brown one, which stands for people of color. There's a white one, a blue one, and a pink one, which stands for trans people. And there's a... A yellow triangle with an, a purple circle, which represents intersex. There's no white people? No. There's, there's, no, there's no Asian not, people? There may be considered people, people of, of color. color. Well, Brown. so we don't get a... We no, we're because just, we're not discriminated against. We're not? No. Oh. I actually have heard... People, cute people actually complain because the flag has become so over it just seems weird because they're like why is people of color on there it has nothing it was the sexuality and gender it's that has nothing to do with it there yes they do there are people who get discriminated against based on uh, people of color but what does that have to do with the cute yeah it's become such an alphabet soup do we even know what all the letters mean anymore i I have to look it up all the time And but it was just like, what does that have to do with the rest of it it just doesn't have a a cohesive it's a lot more jumbled there's a lot it's like somebody once had heard them say like, like a flag is meant to represent the unity of something but not this is it's coming so many yeah it's so many like little things where, we, have to include this. Ooh, we have to include this we have to include this we have and then it's not like representing anything no because yeah. they're trying to represent everything in such a small segment like yeah. if you've taken this giant pie and you cut those slivers so fine that there's nothing left of the pie yeah like it's just like it's just it's almost like there oh. yeah there's the pie the, the pie as a whole has been destroyed because there you can't even see it anymore because of all the tiny slivers yeah And I'm following this movement right now where the LGB want to disengage themselves from the whole rest of the alphabet because what they have fought for is now being lost in the whole other alphabet soup that's trying to do a whole bunch of other things that are really inappropriate. and. They all get lumped with the same brush and They all get painted. My metaphors. They all get painted with the same brush, and they're going. We don't stand for what they're. Yeah. So there's a whole great thing. Well, because well, even within in there. but weeks. even within like, there, like you're saying, like this part, like the, uh, does not get along with the T because they both define women as different things or are failed to define women and men. But then you get even more nuanced with. What is it called? They're called so. If you're a feminist, but you don't affirm tra- transgenderism, then like J.K. Rowling, then you're actually labeled. But they have a label called a turf, which is trans exclusionary radical feminist. <laughs> so okay. they actually, scary. I try to understand. <laughs> I know me too, and half the time I get lost, and I have absolutely you no know, like, idea. It it's like we can't. We're so nuanced. Then we're almost to the, like, if you actually think about it, you're almost to the point where you're just going to have 8 billion segments because you're just going to be labeling every single person in some nuanced way of like how they fall or don't fall under whatever beliefs, system slash category, slash genetic, whatever. And so where we talk about inclusivity and getting a lie, and all this, but we, I feel like we're getting more and more divisive. All These identifiers, I totally things agree. that were, were once used to just give people like a, I think it's almost like a just like a bird's eye view of who you are, like a, just a quick summary, and didn't have to go through lots of stuff. That's why a lot of things would be like, Are you male or female? Are you over or under 30? Are you like there? If you go on any survey, they kind of list, we just want to get you into certain categories, just yes. an idea. Now they got, Are you a dog or a cat? Yes, but it, it, it's like that the purpose of identity like i always find it interesting how identity is how the focal point of what you identify as has changed and i if you know anything from what i've learned heard anyway about like dog tags especially back in like world war ii and stuff like that they included usually your name your rank your blood type and your religion because if something happened to you they wanted you to be able to get your last rights or whatever it took to, that you needed in that, that moment. You, that, your, that, that your religious preferences were being so, And there was like a lot of times that you'd be like, actually, and, and this is not modern times, but back in the day kind of thing or whatever, like 50 years ago or more, where if you talk to people, they wouldn't say that they were Christian. They would say they were Methodist or Pentecostal or Presbyterian. Like it wasn't, Christianity was assumed it was which branch, our denomination. And so now we've gone away from that and even identifying like what religion we are. Like So we've gone from assuming Christianity to assuming some sort of religion to now that is like not even part of the, the conversation anymore. Like that practically the first questions people ask are like your gender, sexual yeah. orientation and gender identity, what, yeah. what your pronouns are. And your sexual identity becomes like an identity. But yeah, that seems to be like, the thing. It's like you need to fit in these categories. So you need to know are you a or are you the gender that you were born, or are you trans? Or it's like you have to be very specifically like nowadays, people want to know, or like the general society wants to know these things about you. Even if you personally have no investment in it. I don't even know what cis means. It's just mean, it's just a kind of a made up word to identify people who were born and identify as their gender. Born female, identify female. Born male, identify female. So they call them cis, female, cis male, cisgender. So they're just biologically and they still identify Oh, as that same one. The same, thing, it's like, say you're heterosexual and that's the general. And and if 90% of the people are cis, to take that word, why are we allowing these 10% of people to tell us that's what we should call ourselves? Because they're the squeaky wheel. Yes, and I've watched some videos of these squeaky wheels and they're really quite, wow, um, I've not ever seen something like that. Wow. Okay. One person was going on about how their pronouns were so like... I don't even know because there he had a word for the type of pronoun. I can't remember what it was. They get started with the next, but it was they were so ethereal, like they they had no you had no capability of actually forming words to, of what your pronouns were to be. Sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah they're like Xeno pronouns or something like that. I don't. know. I can't remember. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like they were so. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't even. I just raise the. <laughs> That should be on video because what you're doing with your hands, it's just like you're trying to make yourself like float up in the air. Like speaking those pronouns is impossible. Isn't that Scientology? I don't, I don't know. It's either. something. It's something. But that's because we want to be, we're, we want to be different. We want to be not like everybody else. Do you think that's what it really is all about? I think it. it's, it's, I think it's not consciously about that people are honestly trying to figure themselves out but if you've known anything about human psychology and human history like when you get the teenage years you're trying to be unique which means usually following along with the path there's like a a, there is a you can say the 90s were like this because of this you can say that 80s were like this because you could say that because everybody did it even if the even if you thought you were the only one doing it Everybody else was doing the same thing. Yeah. And, but it was about yes. to be unique. If they really want to be unique, they should follow after Jesus because what? Well, that he, he was very out. radical. He was very radical. And people call us radical and they just like, we don't have anything to do with you, people. So we're crazy and unique. So, so come and join. Our we actually do have cookies. We do have cookies. Yeah. They say that they have cookies, but they don't lead in. We, do. we have the best it. cookies. Yes. Yes. We do. I do. You do. The molasses cookies are my favorite. In in case any of you wanted to know, your birthday's in April Christmas is coming. Your birthday is (laughs) coming. That's true. But David, any comment runner. He's
1: he's probably sitting there shaking his head. I just don't know what to do with you too. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, like, I, I don't understand anything related to why people these communities exist. So one of the questions I ask is what's the point of these communities? Like, why are these, why were these communities created to begin with? These communities were created to begin with because people felt there was needs that were not being met. Okay, so then what, so then the next question would be like, okay, so then what was hindering these needs? Like, why were these not being met? Okay, and so then, so then you look at that and, and this is where I get lost.
0: I think Pastor Justin actually said the reason why a lot of these groups pop out. Acceptance. Yeah, and we're in. Acceptance
1: for what, though? Pe-
0: people want to feel accepted. Or what, though? What they're doing, though, instead of what they're creating tiny, not always tiny, but these tiny little echo chambers everywhere. Mm. And I was listening to this podcast about how the internet has changed our brains. And they were, he was talking about the fact that we've gotten so used to being able to delete, close, ignore, whatever, things that we don't agree with, that we think we should be able to do that in real life. If you're saying something that I don't want to hear, I should be able to shut that down. Because you can't, we spend so much time like, I want this. I don't want this. I want this. You just X out. You say, I don't want to see this anymore. And you just, you you curate. Even though we blame the algorithms, but we do curate a lot of what we see Mm. by what we look at and what we don't look at. They are not showing you stuff that you don't look at. Like when you scroll by stuff, their algorithms are going, okay, they don't like that. They don't like that. And you're okay with that because you want to see the things you want to see. You want to hear the things that you want to hear. Right. And we've gotten so used to that.
1: But how does that hinder the needs of that person? Because the point of these communities is to provide needs that were not being met to begin with.
0: But I think they don't even know themselves what their needs are. They think they know what their needs
1: are. So that's my underlying issue with this whole thing. It boils down not to them, but to other people. Why can't I act ridiculous and then expect someone? And then why can't I act in this manner and then have someone else? Then why does that person have to get offended?
0: Yeah, we're supposed to affirm
1: whatever it is that they want to ascribe to. That, but like, why why would they why would they believe and think that they need to oppose that onto other people? I think because there's a
0: there isn't a thing about acceptance. And because we live in in the world that we do and the fact that we are missing something in our day. Okay, so but why
1: <laughs> why do they need to feel what what happened or why are they why do they need to feel accepted? I think it's a basic human desire to be accepted. Yeah. Yeah, but, but why I, do they have to? Yeah, were they not accepted prior to their previous decisions?
0: The thing is, I think what it is that it's the being engaged. They're, being told, if the, they're if, not.
1: if they the engaged in the communities before making these other LGBT communities. Would they not feel connected then? If they did everything that they do now within these communities, would they not feel connected? Would they not feel a part of something, accepted to something? Like, why is it that they have to be have to become this specific? Actually, why do they have to identify specifically as this or of that? Why does that have to happen in order for them to be accepted by everyone else? Why can't they just be? Ultimately, uh, ultimately it's,
0: it's like any hunger. It, ultimately, it's going to be the fact that there is sin. And many times, a lot of these identities revolve around some sort of sin. And it might just be pride in it like pride in the fact that I'm Scottish background and therefore I'm better than everyone else. Like there's a pride. So, but I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be like an obvious, a sexual sin or whatever. No. But we want there to be an affirmation of sin because there is a part of us that knows that it is wrong. But we don't, so, it's, it's subconsciously, I think.
1: Because so not- my take, well, my conclusion, what I can only assume into these scenarios is that they is that their lives have become so utterly comfortable that they have nothing else to do. There is literally no basis for any of their decisions for why they need to be accepted in the particular way that they need to be accepted in. Because, again, and I expressed this so many times in other podcasts, and it's so hard for me to wrap my head around why, what, their long-term takeaway, long-term goal for this is because after 100 to 500 years to 1,000 years, what everything they did, what remains? Like, why even pursue any of that if it's not going to actually provide anything to anyone within 1,000 years? Because
0: many people, if they don't believe that there is life beyond this moment of life. Once they pass away, that's it. Then they're not really concerned about a thousand years from now. They're no. concerned about right now and here and, and and how important right here and now is.
1: So that is very delusional. It it is. What if a person? It's almost like they're panicking, unconsciously panicking. I don't know what to do. Some they subconsciously know. That they're going to end up passing away. That they're end up going to die, and at that point, they will never know if anything in their life was ever held up to any value. This whole thing to me it is a way of people realizing this, so unconsciously or possibly without. That's, no that's right. Because they
0: worry they're going to lose
1: who it's they, they are, dent-
0: yeah. who they are, their identity. So, they cling on to that identity.
1: Yeah, but their, their identity is generic, vague, and randomized. What are they clinging on to? They're not I, clinging on
0: to I anything. I honestly have visions of those those RPG games where you have to make your character and you're literally hitting random and it has a random traits that come up. And I feel like that. I honestly feel like that's what it is. How, that's how it looks like.
1: Yes, but we play that with the assumption that we can go play it again, that there's something after. And I.
0: When you erase
1: religion, it's either it's either you have these people who cannot comprehend or think past their own lives and how it affects other people's lives. Or they or they realize nothing's happening after I die, because I don't believe in any
0: and this is definitely gone well away from Christianity. So this is all what you're talking about is all Darwinism. We've gone past we they always there's a the big thing about the rise of the nuns, yep. and that's meaning that when people are asked what their religion is, they're saying none. They're yep. not saying any religion; there. they're nope. saying there's none. And I think it's less people kind of panic in a way. They're going, "Oh, there's so many like nuns now, or whatever," saying they have no religion. I just think it's become more socially acceptable to say you have no religion. Yeah. and it and so you actually realize you have that option. But as soon as you you go away from even the, the idea that there's an afterlife or that there's something beyond now and that Christianity is this is just a temporary before the permanent. then now is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Like everything you experience, everything that you are is only now. That's the only thing that matters. So Pastor Justin actually preached that today because in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul actually says, if Christ did not rise from the dead, then our faith is in vain. Yeah, we might as well just eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. Yeah, like, if literally, if, if there was nothing else, then why does it matter what these people what are doing? Th- why why it would th- it even matter? We could be like, sure, do whatever.
1: Yeah. If you really want to understand why this, why, to me, this is so redundantly meaningless to really get into, you have to look at Kings, or I think it's King Solomon, the wisest.
0: <laughs> we're just thought- reading we're, Proverbs. We're reading with Proverbs now.
1: He goes into... Because goes, if you'll read this entire thing and at the very end, he's just like, nothing and everything is utterly meaningless. There is nothing of any form of value in life other than God.
0: Yeah, And that's something I wanted to talk about when we get, like now that we're, I think we can probably look towards going to the end of this podcast, yeah. bringing in this conclusion is like, we've talked about identity and yeah, like I think there, I think that there is a certain, Rightness to some in a sense of that God created some to be important in this time now. And I think male and female is an important, not that you base your life around it, but that it's an important distinction. Yeah. I think even the fact that somebody is disabled or not, that's something that will affect you in this lifetime. There's a time where when, say Germany. Like there was Nazis yep. and there was the allies. Like you wanted to be connected with the allies, not the Nazis. Like they these are all things that in this lifetime can be important as an identity, as part of your identity. But it's not the part of you that will eternal. Yeah. That will go beyond this this life. Right. And I think in heaven we hold on to our male or femaleness, but the roles in heaven will, like what you said, will be different. We don't have to, there will be no marriage or giving in marriage because it's not going to be needed. We, the fulfillment of it has come to pass. Yep. We don't. We, are, we are
1: all going to be worshiping God. Yeah. It literally says that we're going to all be beneath the throne of God and we're going to all worship God and Jesus. No. That's our rule.
0: So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir, children of God. We are children of that's the, most the thing. Home. That's the one that, deal- that is the real identity. Yeah. That's the one that's, that can never be taken away. Yeah. And we'll transcend
1: time. Fine. it will transcend space and time and what we call reality too
0: because nothing about our, if there's no marriage or giving in marriage then there's no sexuality there's no need for it so, so
1: this so that just suggests that it's all material it's all materialized it's those things were only created so that we may flourish on earth
0: and then so like how much are you willing to invest in an identity that doesn't transcend this life if you are
1: that's my exact point why is it even worth considering if it's
0: not... some people do and that's yeah. why I, I want to talk about it we're, because we're, i wanted yeah. to to just bring it to the point of saying
1: yes but if we're gonna be real here we're, we're gonna we're gonna discuss this and then we're gonna say you need to come to christ because in order to be saved you need to come to christ but in order to come to christ you have to give up whatever you were believing as an identity Your identity could be held within Christ. So then, my point is that we could discuss these things, sure. But in the end, we have to be clear that in order for you to have an actual meaningful identity, it has to be in Christ. So whatever identity you decide to talk about, decide to identify as, is effectively meaningless or pointless when it comes to coming when it comes to Christ, because your identity has to rely on him. Otherwise you're just building it on sand and then the next gust mm-hmm. the wind is just gonna knock you over.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then you gotta rebuild it all over again with something else on I mean, a like, firmer foundation.
1: That that's what's baffling. To see, that they're not gonna move. go they're not gonna go, oh, I got blown over. Let's build it with bricks this time. <laughs> unless God moves them.
0: Yeah. The thing that right? I'm just gonna
1: build it with sand again. I, yeah, I like I, a
0: child on the beach, right? The thing is I believe that when I was around seven or eight that I did truly become a Christian. And that I live my life, what I thought for Christ, for that time, like since that time. Ups and downs, feeling not like any other person. But I clung to the identity of single and married being like so important to who I was. And mother, marriage and mother being so important to my identity, to my being, even while being a Christian. That yes, I created it as an idol in my life, but I didn't know that. And I guess like, I want people to understand that you can hold to something that is like a good thing. Like, yeah, I'm married. Yeah, I'm single. Yeah, I'm a mom. Yeah, I'm not a mom. Like you can hold those things, but there's a way of holding them sinfully, even after you get become a Christian. Yep. And if you're like revolving your life around your identity as wife, husband, mother, father, gay, straight, male female like if you're holding on to those and creating those like even was a christian like you grasp onto those and you invest in those if you took your money and you were like hey i'm gonna invest in this stock," but you knew for a fact that in two years that company will no longer exist would you actually do that but that's what we do even yes. as a christian people like we we buy into this because it's around us like this culture we're, we're in the culture we're in these times and this is something we're around us and we have to tread carefully yes I can claim that I am a woman I am uh, born a woman and I am a woman that God has created me a woman and did not make a mistake in that and fight to for um, that truth but if I take it like too far where that part of who I am is so important that it becomes like the revolution of my life like my life revolves around that then it becomes an idol and it it, and it's not something I don't you don't go into an idol going 99% of the time going I want to make this an idol in my life but it happens subtly and over time and I don't want the fact that I'm single and have the singles ministry to be in and identify as single because I think it's important that people understand that this is not a bad thing I don't want it to be so much my identity that I've created a new idol to replace the marriage idol. But, but you have to be aware of that and just be constantly looking, self-reflecting and, and seeing, okay, am I actually putting my hope in this or in my life revolving around this? Or is it an aspect of my identity that I feel God has chosen me to, to speak upon, but he is still my core identity. So like it, we, we can say, yeah, people should become a christian yeah like that is definitely 100 true to create like a new identity in christ but i'm saying like even after you have the identity in christ you can still fall into these traps and these idols of identity even of things that are good that god has created good to be good what is it that pastor justin says when you take a good thing make it into a god thing becomes a bad thing yeah so that's like why, for, for my own personal experience. And I think if people, if listeners, if they find themselves becoming so tied up, emotionally driven by a certain aspect of their identity, then w- maybe it's an honest one that they're following God's calling, say, with fighting for the rights of children within this transgender movement and their safety. Or are you pinning everything on the fact that you're not trans identifying and that's becoming your new kind of God that you're thinking like the pride season yeah of, oh, I'm not this. I'm the better person. I'm this. And that becomes your identity because you're, you're so enwrapped in this fight. That becomes your identity and not Christ is not your identity. You there's, there's that. There's the prayer of the Pharisee. Oh, God, I thank you that I am not like that tax collector over there. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, it's again, I'm not saying that some of these things are bad to identify with or even fight for. Fighting for truth, fighting for God's truth, I don't think is ever a wrong thing. There's wrong ways of going about it, but its it can become, it can overtake. And become its own idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we need to be very aware of. The thing we should be fighting for mostly is the salvation of the lost. Even if we have to be, even if we're grabbing their ankles as they're sliding their way into hell, <laughs> Getting the road burn.
1: She's wary that you don't get dragged with them.
0: Yeah, don't get dragged in with them. Exactly. It's, uh, it's so it, it the identity thing seems to be. It's like a cliche in a sense where people are just like, yeah, you know, whatever identity, this identity, that. They're just completely. They're just saturated with it. And I think people are getting tired of yeah, it. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, whatever. This is ridiculous because they're coming up with so many new things now. It's just like people have no they're just tired. They're I, I I don't even think they can keep up with it anymore. No, and that's like you see this new like progress pride flag and, and things like they're trying to just and it's just I think people have been oversaturated. Yep. To the point, they're just like, okay, we're done. Like we yeah. just want off this. We don't care anymore. We we want we, we just, want off this boat. We don't. Yeah. We, want to, we don't want to be on. We were trying to be, but we're done. Yeah. And but we can get. Yeah. And we just have to remember, like our primary identity, if you're a believer, is Christ. Yeah. Christ Childhood is your identity. Adi- the living God and Christ is your redeemer and savior, and that is the identity which will transcend this life. I will. And cannot be taken from you. I know nothing except Christ and him crucified. That's. So that one is just self-reflect. Be Just look at the things that you identify as and then just go, hey, is this become an idol in my life or is it becoming more important than Christ? My Christ identity. Is it? And, And just repent if it has and pray for God to keep it from happening if it hasn't because we're all susceptible to sin. Yes, Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if he said that and that's his word and and those are the truth, then you know that there's only one way to heaven and that's him. Amen to that. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully we said some things that you... Resonated with. <laughs> and then, yeah, Maybe some, some things. things you thought, you guys are so off your rocker. Okay. You know, let yep. us know. Either way, yeah. Let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. I still don't know when to stop saying that. Yep. But <laughs> it's hard to just stop with X. And if you want to email us, it's at root77ministries at gmail.com. That's R O U T E 77 Ministries at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know what you think. Yep. And we are hoping to have our website up and running real soon. So we'll keep you advised of that as well. So until next time, have a good week. Bye for now. And that concludes today's enlightening discussion on the Route 77 podcast. While the journey to understand one's identity can be tumultuous, the ultimate goal is to, to find grounding in the eternal and meaningful within Christ. We hope this conversation has offered some clarity, solace, or even just food for thought. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, it's not just about understanding who we are, but also about recognizing the impermanent nature of a worldly identity. Until next time, remember, to live your single life to its fullest.